Mr. Flegel. Happy mm. birthday, Jordan. I love, I love, happy love that birthday, sound. Jordan. Thank you, Matt. Thank and you. Happy, happy oh, birthday. Oh, you keep me going. Okay. Jordan. Okay. It's big dog ball talk. Matt <laughs> and Jordan Flegel. Wow, live. Matt. You know what? I've never actually Just, heard you nice, sing yeah. like that. Yeah, that was uh, a little, made me very uncomfortable in certain ways, but no. Uh, no. I'm glad you're opening up. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks very for that, nice. Matt. Yeah, uh, before we got on uh, to actually start recording, uh, Jordan, of course, wants to. Uh, he, he loves his birthday. He wants to be. Uh, yeah. Do, he he likes the the, the the the. He's one of those people that the birthday's not the day. It's a birthday week. You know, it's a birthday <laughs> weekend. It's a birthday month. Uh, if you don't uh, you don't buy him five presents, he freaks out. A very very materialistic guy. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yep, yep. But uh, that's why I put on this big this big show for him. Uh, and it's on tape, so he'll be able to go back and remember it fondly. Uh, Matt's you know, all dressed is, uh, up. He's got mm-hmm. a birthday hat. He's got like all the yep. balloons and everything. He decorated. Uh, it's great. It's great. The, the big dog ball talk monkey is uh, yeah. He's riding on the helium wave right now. And, hey. uh, I think Alex is baking some sort of a cake. I'm not really sure. Uh, maybe a Thanks, peach Alex. cobbler alternative. I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I'm sure Alex is uh, is a tremendous baker, uh, and we're baking up <laughs> some uh, some of the hottest takes in the uh, the NBA world, uh, NBA podcasting uh, realm, and we're gonna get right into yes. it uh, off the hop with uh, the the Nuggets and the Denver or Nuggets and the Denver Suns. Now I don't think the Denver Sun is uh, all that hot, but the Phoenix Suns <laughs> are red hot. Uh, Phoenix Suns tying up the series two to t- two games apiece. I have to take a bit of a, an L on this one because I kind of was writing the, the uh, I was writing the obituary here for the uh, for, for the Suns before that. I really even gave them a chance. Obviously yep. able to come back, defend home court, uh, really kind of stomp back and show that they had a little bit more fight left in them. They still had uh, you know a little bit of these depth issues here and there, but overall I think that the Suns really did step up in pretty much every single way they could have possibly done it the Nuggets are yep. still right right in there uh almost uh, you know taking the win uh they had to ride on the back of a 53 point uh, 11 assist uh, performance from Nikola Jokic there yep. uh but I mean all in all Jordan this was a I think this was the best win for the Suns the first win that they got in game three I feel you can kind of chalk up to a bad Nuggets game from the starters outside of Jokic this game still a little bit of that. Uh, but overall, I do think that the Suns outplayed the uh, the Nuggets here. Uh, you know, I still think it's insane how bad the supporting cast is. I mean, outside of uh, Booker and KD, the next high scorer was Landry Shamit, who had uh, five three pointers hit, uh, yep. which he's not going to give you that every day. Uh, nope. I sure as hell didn't think he was going to give it to him that night. Uh, but besides that, their team has been horrible. Uh, so really, it's like. Do you think that Devin Booker and KD are going to be able to keep up this pace and go back to to, to Denver because they were uh, they struggled in Denver that altitude the the road I don't know what it is but they were not doing as hot there but uh, in Phoenix they were really starting to kind of roll into form Jordan so I mean you know the series is now a best two two out of three who do you yep. see kind of uh, pulling ahead in this one? Well, I think Game Five is going to be really really interesting now because pivotal it uh, absolutely pivotal. Um, I don't know because I thought, I, I thought maybe that game three was the Suns' game and that they and that the Nuggets were going to come back in this one and 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 win maybe like pretty handily. Like I didn't. Mm-hmm. Th- this was kind of crazy that the same type of thing happened t- twice in a row. Like similar score uh, in the same mm-hmm. range, just a high scoring shootout game. Like 129 points in a playoff game is kind of absurd. Like if yeah. you're Denver and you're trying to be trying to win the championship. 
to give up that many. I know it's two great scores on the other side, but like we've been saying all the time, like there's no one else outside of them um, that you really have to worry about. So, you know, giving up that much is just, it's, it's kind of silly. Uh, and, and like scoring for, if you're, you know, Denver's offense scoring 124 should be more than enough to, to get yeah. you a win. So, yeah. I mean, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and I thought Jokic obviously played incredibly and I thought mm-hmm. Murray had a great game too. Yeah. Um, Definitely a yeah. bounce back for him. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, it was it was pretty rough offensively. But I, I think if you've got your 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 top scorer going for fifty three points, um, that that's usually enough. So I I I guess I, yeah, I'm impressed with the fight that the Suns showed, um, and that they still have this you know belief that they can go out there and, and beat this Denver team that's cl- clearly much better than them. Um, yeah. But but I mean yeah, Duran Booker. I mean, do we even need to do this, Matt? I mean, I, we allude to it all the time. The team that takes more threes tends to win the game. I mean, do we need to do any of this analysis? Do we? Need to, I mean, that, the, <laughs> the modern NBA. Podcast. It's just it's it, that's that is what it is. I mean, it's not always true. Yeah. Uh, the next series, you know, the the la- the game before this one yesterday, so uh, another two two series now, Celtic mm-hmm. Sixers. That was a little bit different. The Celtics uh, did take more threes than the Sixers. The Sixers pulled it out, but for the most part, if you could get up more threes uh, than your opponent, you're 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 going to be in good shape. And and the Suns finally, for the last two games, have done that. They didn't do mm-hmm. that even close in the first two. Uh, and and who do they throw out there to actually do that? Uh, Terrence Ross and T.J. Warren, two guys Good that did fuck. not play before this. And like Terrence Ross had a big bucket there in the fourth quarter. He finished with eight points. Did kind yep. of exactly what I thought he could do. Is just provide you with a little bit of offensive scoring punch or at least the threat like i'm not even mad that he shot two for six from three because he's taking the threes he's providing the space he's actually willing to do it i don't care if he went one for six or even oh for six but he he made two of them well, also um, who, who, he's coming in fucking ice cold i mean the, yeah. the if he shoots two for six you got to be like all I'm right that's, that's that. not bad you know for getting thrown into the the deep end right off the bat no water wings no nothing he i think he did him and warren you know did what they had to do Hundred percent, and and Warren actually got to the line four times uh, and hit, mm-hmm. hit 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 a big one there at the end. Um, uh, you know, he only had five points on the night, but just the the threat, like having them out there at all. Uh, I think Monty Williams realized, like you know, uh, maybe he did listen to the pod, uh, you know, and and, and thought there's some NBA, have, NBA guys listening to this, no they, doubt. They, they have to. There's we, we too many times we say something uh, about an adjustment that needs to be made, and then it's made and it works. Uh, right. And you know, is, is that a coincidence? I, I don't think so. But I think we're the reigning um, coach of the year, perhaps. Yeah, um, but uh, freaking, you know, he, he went with Lawndale, uh, you know, for all the backup big minutes tonight. I thought he was pretty good too because he's he's mm-hmm. got some good defensive instincts, obviously. Him and uh, Aiden, you know, did nothing to slow down Jokic. But the interesting thing, too, in terms of Phoenix's defensive game plan is I thought they were smart to just let Jokic be the scorer and just say to Jokic, you know what? Not that they were just letting him walk into anything. They they were double teaming him some amount, but mostly they just played him straight up and brought the help, you know, after after he'd pick up the ball or whatever. Because you'd much rather Jokic go in there and hit his little layups than... Him, you know, send all this help to him, and then he spreads it around, and Michael Porter Jr. has a six for eight from three game or something like that, mm-hmm. or Aaron Gordon gets going. So I think that's smart, and and I think Jokic and the Nuggets kind of fell into that trap of Jokic is oh I, I could I can overpower my guy, you know, at, at any point here I can just walk to the rim, but then uh, you know in that late in the third and into the fourth quarter you're just trading twos for threes with Phoenix, uh, and it, yeah. you're just it, it, the Phoenix is going to slowly get ahead, which is exactly what they did. Um, and, and the, the one guy for Denver though, um, like 
Actually, before I get into that, I mean, uh, Denver's defense, too, something we've been, like, looking at all year and, and saying, do they have a good enough defense to compete at the highest level? Mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon's a great defender. KCP's a great defender. Bruce Brown's a great defender. But when you're looking at defending uh, someone like Kevin Durant, they don't really have anyone who's no. perfect for him. Like, Aaron Gordon's the initial guy that they want on him, but then fucking Jeff Green winds up on him most of the night, and it's like... Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Jeff Green's not going to do a damn thing with his old yeah. legs and, and, and his, his slow-footed, you know... Uh, all all pro- props to Jeff Green, but uh, he, he's not your Kevin Durant stopper, and it's very no. easy to just... If you, if you want Gordon on him, just... The the, nugget, uh, the Suns run a pick and roll or two, get them switched off, and then there's no yeah. one else. But you know who, and this segues into my next point about Michael Porter Jr., you know who has the perfect body to defend Kevin Durant uh, well, and would hypothetically be the perfect guy to get Hypothetically, yeah. Michael Porter Jr., but like yeah. I said, he needed to he be the X Factor in this. He doesn't play defense. He's never played defense. He doesn't and, know how. It's impossible the, for him. KCP all, is their only, like, they, he is, yeah. KCP's their, KCP their stopper, fine. which is crazy yeah. because he's six foot three. I know, and KCB's fine on someone like maybe Booker. Maybe a little taller, but still. Uh, yeah, 6'6", six, six maybe. He's he's fine on someone like Booker, whatever, but he's still not, you know, he's not Drew Holiday level, uh, yeah. although it's awkward to talk about him now because uh, Jimmy didn't make him look very good. But yeah. um, but Michael Porter Jr., I said he needed to be the X Factor in this. Offensively is kind of what I was talking about because I don't mm-hmm. expect much from him defensively, but if he could give you a little bit of something on that end, that would be nice. I mean, all the Nuggets fans are like, he's much improved defensively. I'm like, well, okay, well. Also, this was his bad, like, worst offensive game throughout yes. the playoffs so far. Four for 13 shooting, two for nine from he, three. He has got to be better, and he's got to fight. He's got to, you know, find a way to assert himself. Like, he's really just. When he has good games, it's, it's a lot of just, you know, catch and shoot threes or, you know, the odd sort of, mm-hmm. uh, 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 you know, coming up the court off the dribble transition three here and there he's going to be more aggressive and and really yeah he's got to contribute more and he's 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 got to look for his shot more uh because you know he he's he's the one who can actually get off these three-point shots against you know when they're well defended like murray has to do all this crazy shit to do it you know Jokic will take some threes he was two for four last night but it's porter he actually took nine uh, he's a guy who'll actually take these, um, mm-hmm. but he only hit two last night. He's just got to find a way to get better shots for himself. He can't just rely on Jokic being the setup man, which is what most of these Denver shooters are used to. Uh, you know, the, the the Suns aren't going to put that type of attention on Jokic, I think, anymore this series. I think they're going to say, Jokic, you're, you're, you're great, but we want you to score 50 rather than have you know, 30 points and, and, and 15 assists, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of closer to what he was doing earlier in the series. So good on the Suns. I think the game plan worked on either end. They're still incredibly shallow and 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 they still, you know, are, are playing Durant and Booker uh, 40 plus minutes uh, every game. Um, and, and, and that that is going to take a toll, but it looks like they're, you know, they're they're almost sort of settling into that, that like, look, every shot down the floor, we either need to shoot it. One of us needs to shoot it or we need to, you know, Draw, uh, you know, drive, draw, and, and and kick it around. And they've actually, mm-hmm. Monty Williams actually gave them, you know, did them a favor and put real shooters out there. Uh, and and you saw that in the fourth. You know, that how many how many wide open threes did Landry Shamit hit just because uh, of the attention those top two guys got? So I like how they're yeah. playing. Um, Denver's got to make some adjustments. Like they they've just got to tighten up the screws defensively. And then mm-hmm. yeah, they just need to go back to having a more balanced attack. Um, and 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 if you're Jokic, like. I, I I I have no doubt in my mind that he can get a little bit more creative and and find a way to get other guys involved more than he did these last two games because yeah I, I think him being this this guy who just walks into those layups that the Suns are kind of allowing him to to look for I think that 
is going to kind of backfire on them um, if they're just going to let the Suns go crazy for three on the other end. So they, they, they've got to tighten it up. But game five will be interesting because well, if you've got, you've got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker playing this well, anything can happen in, yeah. in any game. Well, and I mean, there's also the, the looming uh, loom and doom of uh, Nikola Jokic's extracurricular activities uh, along yeah. the baseline here with uh, the Suns owner, Matt Ashiba, uh, giving him a bit of a forearm shove, an elbow, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but just, just kind of pushing off and letting him know he's there after he seems to kind of be resting into Jokic's shoulder. And people are saying, you know, this is a direct physical uh, engagement with a fan and technically, I mean, we saw... Uh, we saw something similar to this happen when the Warriors and the Raptors played, and the, the Warriors at the time, yeah. uh, one of their minority owners, were uh, pushing into uh, to Kyle Shoved Lowry him. there. Shoved him. Yeah, that, was, uh, that, that one was weird because, again, Lowry was uh, just diving in there to get the ball. I don't think he even realized who it was. This one definitely seemed like the two of them knew each other. They were trying to kind of get in each other's heads, and this is an you interesting think so? one. I don't know. I don't know if no, Jokic would – I feel like Jokic maybe just thought it was like a, a rich fan, courtside. Do you think he knew it was Ishtia or whatever? I'll say this. I think that he would have done it regardless, but I think he did yeah. know who it was because he had pushed him and immediately starts pointing at it. Like, I don't know. It, to me, this <laughs> seems would, like it, he, he it. knew. To me, it seems like he knew, but who knows? I, I could also see Jokic just totally unaware, shoving a guy. Uh, you know, we've, yeah. we've seen his brothers. I don't think any uh, Jokic is afraid of the smoke, really, from anybody. So, uh, no. If you're sitting courtside, don't get in Jokic's face. Uh, he will he'll, he will drop your ass. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, the Jordan, I mean, there are real talks. I mean, do you think that Jokic might get to hit a sussy, a little suspension here, or do you think that he's going to get out of this one? I I, I think he's probably like he might get fined. Uh, I, I think I don't a know. fine's fine. Yeah, like I I I'd be pretty pissed off if he gets suspended because it's not like he yeah. did anything with malice or anything like. But Ishbia had the ball in his hand, and Jokic went to grab it, which maybe you shouldn't do, but at the same time, if you're not a player, you shouldn't be fucking holding Holding on to the ball. Like, if a player comes, a player, a coach, a fucking ball boy comes to get the ball from you, just uh, surrender it immediately. Like, there's no reason why you need to be holding the ball. I don't care if you're the owner of the team that's, you know, playing on the court. And so, it was only after that. Yeah, I I thought it'd be cool with that. Or if you got yeah got got the power go go if you want to hold the fucking ball go mm-hmm. get on the bench of the Suns they can probably use your help I don't know if he he's played before yeah. he looked about he looked about five eleven uh, I don't know maybe six feet but uh, yeah I mean five eleven he, and a half we're going with the, that yeah like us Matt uh, yeah. but yeah. yeah he's he's got he's got no right to really hold the ball he's, there's no justification for that um, but so so since that's how the whole thing kind of started, I don't think a suspension would be fair. And and he's fine. It's not like Jokic punched him in the face. He just kind of just did a little, fist. yeah, but I love how you know, Ishbia kind of like went back. He almost flopped, you know, when yeah. Jokic put, put the arm out, he went, Whoa. And Isaiah Thomas is sitting right there. It's, it's so funny. I mean, I love, I love the antics, um, of the, uh, the, 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 the NBA playoffs. Um, and, and yeah, of all the people it could have gone to, it goes to their, their, their new owner. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think a suspension would be fair uh, in this case, and I I doubt the league's gonna wanna, you know, do put that because it's put the two time MVP out of a game yeah. five, yeah. Unless and the they fact really that the Suns to win, and the fact that it's literally an owner, it's not like a fan who's gonna be like, I'm gonna sue you, or like I'm, I'm yeah. never gonna, like uh, this was a terrible experience for me. It's like it's it, it, it's an owner. He's he's a billionaire. Uh, I'm assuming uh, he's he, he's fine. Um, so so yeah, hopefully just a fine. I'd be it, it would be a real fucking shame if there was any sort of missed time from Jokic, but uh, I love the intensity. Yeah, I want more. Oh, yeah. 
Well, uh, this is going to be a, a, a crazy series down the stretch. We'll see who wins the uh, the, the pivotal Game 5 uh, to, to, to move on, shift our focus here. Uh, another insane finish went to overtime last night, uh, the first game of the uh, the schedule. The Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, the 76ers walk off James Harden, corner three to win yep. the game. Uh, it, it, but it... It came down to the wire. Literally, if Marcus Smart has a, a gets the ball one second earlier, he would be hitting the game winner here to, to give the Celtics a 3-1 lead. Instead, yeah. we're seeing a tied 2-2 series here with uh, Boston and Philly. And uh, this has been a really close one, Jordan. Uh, a huge bounce-back performance here for both Harden and Joel Embiid uh, after their horrible, horrible Game 3. Uh, it's yep. a... It, it's, this uh, and, I mean, Game 2 wasn't great either. Uh, that, that was the really, really bad one. Uh, mm-hmm. But... When you look at this game, you know you you ride your big dogs. You kind of uh, you you get good results from them on the Celtics. Uh, you know, 24, 18, and six for 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 Tatum, uh, an insane performance from him. Uh, Marcus Smart chips in twenty one and seven. Jalen Brown gives you a twenty three, three and five. But still, it just seems like the upside of the 76ers is what kind of won them this one. Uh, you know, Embiid gets the the thirty fourth, uh, thirty four and thirteen. Uh, James Harden almost gets the forty point triple double. These guys are just ready for the moment, and I think that no matter how good Tatum and Brown are, as far as star power goes, there is that one just unmeasurable aspect of a player that you can kind of peg that they have that uh, that it factor. Yeah, and I've I as much as I think because I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are all stars, all NBA caliber players, but I do think when you look at them, they don't look. They don't have. They don't give off that aura. Like, man, these are like the, these are superstars. These are amazing talents. Well, like Joel Embiid and James Harden Jason give me Tatum, that. Jason Tatum's still only nineteen years old, so you got to give him time. He's got time. He does have time. We'll give him that time. But it's it is like I I really do think that sometimes it it just comes down to uh, that gut feeling, that way that uh, yeah, the, the yeah, players yeah. just kind of are out there. The, the you can see the it's just the proof in the pudding when they're on the court. And I think that was kind of the edge that the 76ers had in this one. You know, that their bench, uh, neither side really had the, too much help. It was just kind of they were going to go toe-to-toe, their best players against their best players. And uh, in this one, the 76ers just had uh, the, the clock in their favor. Uh, and, and I yeah. know you were uh, you were a little bit uh, skeptical of uh, Missoula's uh, play calls there. I mean, do you like both back-to-back attempts to win the game, going to Marcus Smart? It was the exact same play, just on the other side of the floor. Uh, yes. And I... I do think it's a little bit awkward that you draw up two the exact same plays, same game, and neither of those shots are for your best player or your second best player. But Matt, that's the point. Nothing was drawn up because he didn't call a timeout in either yeah. instance. He just let them yeah. go, and that, that yeah. that's what happens when you don't call a timeout. You just kind of and 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 here's the thing too. Like I I know exactly what's going on with Joe Mazzulla and the timeouts. There is no way that he's just. Doing it, if all the players hate it, if they're like, we really want to time out like at the end of the game, can you start calling them, Joe? He would obviously do it. Like he's a first time coach, he's gonna, you know, listen to his players. But he's definitely like trying to be big brain about it. He obviously is is he he obviously likes the idea of just letting them play and not calling a timeout in those Catch situations. He, yes, exactly. And there are some times when I absolutely love it, when I think it's the right thing to do, because Again, it looks really call- cool if you can do it. Oh, I love it. Yes, and, and and that's the thing. And also, you know, you don't give the the defense a chance to talk over their defensive, mm-hmm. you know, yep. game plan. Whatever. There's there's some some uh, positives to it. But I know for a fact that Joe Mazzulla has gone to Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, all these guys, and say like, okay, guys, 
and he's trying to be, you know, he's trying to be like, you know, the sage, the guy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a first time head coach. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to really talk to my players. I'm going to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And he, he's asked them, do you guys like not calling a timeout or, or, or do you guys want me to do it? What fucking player is going to say, no, stop the game, stop the game action. I want to talk it over first. Like yeah. any player is going to say, no, we just want to play it out. And I, 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 for sure, that's what these guys say, but that shouldn't matter. You should know in, in, in your head, Joe Missoula, that like, even though you know it, it's it's good in some situations, clearly you're a guy who likes to do it, and the and your players are saying they like it. That you still have to call a timeout in these big playoff situations because otherwise you get something like that where it is Marcus Smart, you know, uh, both times not delivering for you. I mean, the 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 last one he didn't get the ball in time to get a shot off, which is this whole other thing. I mean, flashbacks to. Uh, fucking Grayson Allen in Milwaukee, same situation. You just don't get a shot off at the end of the day. Like that's yeah. another reason why you call a timeout, get everybody sort of settled, so that that time like left in the game is really seared in your mind. You know exactly. Okay, I can take two dribbles here. If you're doing going at it sort of at this live possession, and you're trying to sort of free flow and like make a move and read and react like the Celtics love to do. You know they don't have any plays. They're so mm-hmm. uh, you know they're so fucking smart with it. Uh, then you run out they of get time. The flow. And uh, you, 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 don't, you don't get the shot you want. And as you said, you don't get the shot even coming out of the hands of your best players. It's going yeah. to Marcus Smart. I mean, what is this, 2017? Like, it, it's just mm-hmm. a ridiculous, uh, s- stupid sort of philosophy to not call a timeout twice there. And this has been a recurring issue with him all year. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it, we, just, yeah it, it wasn't even that long ago we think we were talking about this. Yeah, you just it's just, it's just uh, I, I think it's stupid. I think it's like the the most sort of rookie mistake uh, that, that, that you can do. Try and, uh, you know, just, just, just. Say to yourself, "Oh, my guys can figure it out." You know, I want them to read and react and whatever. And 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 the reason it's so annoying is because they could have got a good shot. They were in the bonus. They should have probably yeah. got one. They should have well, won and, and, this game or at least had a good chance. Making, and he's driving right into the teeth of the defense. Yeah. He's right there in the paint. You're only yeah. down one point. I don't even know why you bother kicking it out. You probably no. get that call. Like yeah. uh, they still had the, you know, enough time that the refs because they, they the refs don't really like calling the whistle right at the buzzer. But yeah. if you take that shot with two seconds on the clock, they'll probably give it to you, and then 76ers get a shot, and then still you have to play defense for a possession. But, yeah, I, yeah, I I agree. I mean, this in the playoffs, you can't really do the whole, like, okay, let's see what like, the, the, the players are feeling hot. Let's see what we can do. Like, no, you have to, you do have to be a little more methodical with your game yeah. plan. Uh, yeah. you, you can't really get away with it. Unless, you know, someone on your team is having a, a sensational night, like a 55-piece, like, uh, legitimate buckets, and they're just on fire. Maybe sure. then I understand. You just give them the ball, tell everyone get the fuck out of the way, ISO, yep. and, and, and see what happens. Maybe yep. I, I could understand that. But this was one that type of game. It wasn't uh, well, It wasn't like there was any glaring mismatches on the court that they were able to expose. This was going to yep. be a hard-earned bucket. And, uh, yeah, I think that at the end of the day, I don't think that Tatum was really prepared. I don't think he knew what to do. And I think they kind of just went and were like, okay, well, this is what we used to the end of the last quarter, so let's just yep. do this again. And that's kind of the worst possible thing. Like that also just tells me that no one on the the Celtics is really the best like floor general slash like basketball yeah. mind. They need a yeah. guy who's able to draw up a play on the fly like that, not just say, okay, let's just run this one back because yeah. it didn't work. And I think that most people uh, that were watching that game could have told you if they knew ahead of time what play they were going to run that it wasn't going to work. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously Smart hits the shot, and you know, if uh, like we said, if there's one more second on the clock, this would, we're talking about this in a whole, totally different uh, you know realm here. We're probably saying Missoula is sure, a genius but I still for letting don't the want- play. I still don't want Smart taking my last shot if I'm the Celtics. No, no. But it, and even then, like when you watch it live, it seemed kind of like it was like 
it was close. But then when I watched the replay, I'm like, oh my yeah, god, it wasn't, wasn't even close no. at all. Like he had, the I Celtics think bench he had wasn't the ball even over his head. Wasn't even celebrating like they knew. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I think that this one is you know a, a big what if for the Celtics. I think that the, at this point, like, and then you think about game one that they dropped, like. This yep. is a series that could have been a sweep if they really played right and they played, yep. uh, you know, to the to the top of their ability. But like, and I still, I I, I think the 76ers are uh, still gonna be you know tough and rumble to to get out of there. But I think it's the Celtics series to win at the end of the day. Uh, yep. But if they, you know, the 76ers can kind of play like this, you know, Harden and Embiid can keep continuing to you know average uh, you know 75 points uh, together, uh, yep. and they can. Just let their star power shine. I mean, I don't see why not that the 76ers can't upset. And then the winner plays the Knicks or the Heat, and we're going to get into them in just a couple of seconds. I mean, this is like, uh, this they, this is the conference finals, in my yes, opinion. And I mean, is. these guys yep, absolutely are... Absolutely, this is. These guys just don't... I don't know what it is still. Even in these close games, I just don't see the urgency from these guys. This still seems weird to me. I don't know. It's just the vibes are off right now. But I think now that it's, again, also going to be a best of three coming uh, to, down the stretch of this week... I think we might see the intensity level kick up here a little bit. Yeah. We might start seeing uh, our playoff James return. Uh, and uh, I, I think that hopefully Missoula will have a little bit more sense and uh, maybe try and Just take the reins of his team out. a little bit more. Yeah, that's all we need. Just one timeout, Joe. Uh, yeah. But uh, to, to move on, but we're going back over to the Eastern Conference. Uh, we're going to be breaking down the Knicks and Heat game Three. It's kind of weird that now they're back behind the the Nuggets. Yeah. Of the set, they were the one of the first series to start. Yeah. Uh, but game three, Jimmy Butler back in the lineup, and it's not even close. Uh, <laughs> just kind of a uh, uh, so pathetic. A, a dominating game here for the the eight seeded Miami Heat, uh, coming through, defeating the Knicks uh, almost by twenty points. Uh, another low scoring game here uh, between these teams. No one on. The Knicks just able to get going at all. This no. was a this was an ugly one for them. Nothing there, there was literally nothing they could do. Uh, I mean, Josh Hart, you know, good for you, man. You still chipped in your your twelve point or your twelve rebounds. Like I, I we get it. You, you were snubbed for Big Dog of the Year. I get it. You'll, <laughs> you'll be on our watch list next year. He's proven a point. But other than that, I mean, Randall and Brunson, the two guys who you need to rely on most in the playoffs, did not show up in this game. And this is their first game on the road. They're already down one now. I if if the Heat go up three one, you might as well just pack the Knicks bags right now. Uh, I don't know if they're even going to be able to equalize it at uh, you know at home at MSG because Jimmy Butler and the Heat are just that good right now, and they are just game planning yep. so well for the Knicks. I mean, they've they've shut down their two sources of uh, of, of food, and no one's feasting anymore now. <laughs> uh, I mean, Bam Adebayo had another strong game, uh, you know, controlling the boards, uh, playing solid defense. But I mean, you look at Jimmy Butler, twenty eight points. He, uh, he he really is the driving force for this team. And, uh, I mean, I don't know who's going to be able to stop Jimmy Butler in the heat right now. I mean, there's, there's still, the roster's not even that good. They have a lot of guys not even playing that well. Uh, Kyle Lowry, another decent game off the bench. But, like, on the whole, it is crazy to me how well they're able to take over the game defensively. They're not doing anything special yep. offensively. No, I mean, yeah, 28 from Jimmy, that's, that's fine. But it's not like he was... You know, like he was in the Milwaukee series, uh, you know, 40, 50 points, uh, you know, games and those ones. So, like, you know, 28, you should be able to handle. And, and yeah, like they're they're not doing anything special offensively. But what they're doing that the Knicks can't do successfully is just you don't know where the attack is coming from. It's so well balanced. Like the Heat are incredible 
And Eric Spolstra is so fucking good at just, you know, maybe, maybe you know, Jimmy Butler will run offense, and then Bam Adebayo will run offense out of the high post and get people, get, get, you know, get, get flying around. And, and Max Struess will, will, you know, take his, his, his moments to attack the basket or, or pull up from a three. And, and, and fucking, you got Kyle Lowry and, and uh, uh, freaking Vincent there, you know, sometimes coming at you more traditionally at the point guard. Like, I I don't envy the Knicks. Like, it's a really hard thing to deal with uh, when you're staring down the barrel at the heat because they're not like... It's not like you're playing a team. It's not like Jimmy Butler is Luca or these other guys who always have the ball in their hands and are very mm-hmm. like heliocentric and it's kind of easy to know what to expect from them. Uh, and 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 those players are great, but you know Jimmy Butler is is just as effective. And 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 a guy like Luca and 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 other players who play like that really need to take a look at Jimmy Butler and see how to play off ball when you're not even a good shooter. Like it's yeah. not even like Jimmy is off ball and, and is spotting up for three. Like, he's not really a threat to do that. He'll do that once every fucking 20 games. Did he even hit a three? Yeah, he was 0 for 2 from three. Um, nah. And so, but what he does is he mucks it up. He, he sets hard screens. He makes backdoor cuts. He gets to the rim for offensive rebounds. Like, he's moving around constantly and helping you, even when he doesn't have the ball in your hand, in his hands. Um, and and the, the, the Heat are full of guys like that. Like, they just, they just play by committee. Uh, it's it's incredible watching them, and it's the same defensively as well. Yeah, like holding yep. the Knicks, this great uh, offense throughout the year to 86 points, actually out rebounding them in this one, which is tough to do against the Knicks, only by two. But that's that's some day you know, uh, uh, freaking hang your hat on if you're able to do that. And Bam, I think ha- after starting out the playoffs looking not that great, has started to look more and more like himself, like that yep. you know defensive player of the year sort of type guy around the rim, like. He's 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 such a good rim protector and he's so mobile. He can kind of come out and that and and that's the other thing that Heat can do as well. Like they can switch pretty much everything. Like even though you've got some kind of weak links, you could say you know Vincent's not the greatest defender. Um, outside of that, like Max Struess, not thought of as a good defender, but he's at least big. Uh, and you've got Jimmy and and Kyle. Obviously, you know mm-hmm. once again people are trying to you know people like Julius Randle are trying to post up Kyle Lowry and realizing. Uh, Really, there's no point. You can't move that that booty. Goddamn, this um, boy's thick. So, uh, and 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 you, like I I love who they bring off the bench too. Uh, specifically, Caleb Martin. Like Caleb Martin is yep. the perfect Miami Heat playoff guy uh, to just come out. He didn't even have that good of a game last night at all. But he's just he he's not someone you want to go up against. He's he's pesky. He plays good defense. He can uh, play on any team confidence. in the NBA and like, be good. Like he he's a great just you know he is the perfect role player. It, absolutely perfect and perfect on this heat team yeah. uh and, and and that's that's the underrated or sort of the thing that people aren't really you know i, I feel like people in miami are like oh no uh freaking tyler hero's out that's too bad and guess what tyler hero's out you don't have anyone to pick on like tyler hero yeah. is actually he, he, he he's he, it takes away your offensive ceiling obviously tyler hero is a great player but mm-hmm. it it's it's easier to sort of build a defensive a solid defensive structure without him there so mm-hmm. um you know it's it's i'm just so impressed with what the heat are doing on either side and the knicks are just kind of i, I don't know like what they were doing to to beat the 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 Cavs, none of that is relevant in this series. Like being the tougher team, the the team that's you know more hard nosed, you know wins wins the fifty fifty balls and is just more relentless. The Heat are outdoing that uh, in this series against the Knicks. It's kind of the inverse, yeah. and the Knicks are like, oh my god, all this all this stuff we were doing, uh, you know, in the regular season is just not working anymore. Um, and it's because uh, again, like you, if if you're the Heat, you zero in on Randall and you zero in on Brunson. They don't have anyone else who can really 
do anything for you and, mm-hmm. and, and sort of create or get their own shots. Josh Hart's not really that kind of guy. R.J. Barrett has come back down to earth, like like you've been saying that he would. Um, and and like outside of that, like quickly, I just don't think yeah. he's there yet off the he's bench. Six, like, he's six man of the year. I mean, well, this has been. I know. Uh, he has in the playoffs. Like I mean, first round he was okay, but since they played the Heat, he's been uh, he's been really just, exposed out there. I mean, not uh, not really can't doing take the anything physicality for them. yet. He can't. He's, no. he's too skinny. Like he just he's just yeah. not. So and and so yeah, it's just it's 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 a. The, the, the Knicks, like I said, after game two, uh, or maybe it was even game one that we last talked about them, they've got to, they got to, like, get more creative with where how they get offense. Like, take a page yeah. out of the Heat's book. Like, swing that ball around, uh, you know, try and get some more open looks because they, they fucking shot 34% from the field and 20% from three. Uh, and, and, like, they, it's just, you know, going again and again to your best guys to sort of work in ISO uh, and, and work against this good defensive system that the heat have is not working you might as well try something different try and yeah. get some more movement uh in your offense because because yeah if, if you don't switch something up there i think the heat are too good uh and yeah it might be might be 3-1 going back to new york yeah and i mean jordan you said it yourself you wanted this one to be like old school 90s basketball i mean there was no bench clearing brawl yet uh you know i don't know if tempers still are still waiting uh, i don't think they're flaring that much but you gotta at least feel like it's the '90s with the the, the, the three point percentages being made. Uh, seven yeah. seven total threes made for the Heat, uh, yeah. eight for the Knicks. Uh, both shooting uh, below twenty five percent from the, the three point land. I mean, this Love is uh, I I think it's great when both teams are bad at it. That's fine. That's gonna be totally cool. But when either of these teams move on to the next round, that is going to be a huge concern uh, for oh, yeah. a lot because because this is not like a like this is a uh, not just like a one-off bad shooting night. Neither yeah. of these teams are really equipped to shoot the three ball. Uh, no, and not at all. I, I don't think that the defense of the 76ers or the Celtics are going to be any easier in the next round uh, yeah. than what they're playing right now. And uh, they're also going to be shooting a whole lot more threes. So uh, this yeah. is, uh, I think if you're a Knicks fan or a Heat fan, I mean, already, I'm sure you you know you're the underdog moving up, uh, You know, no matter who you play in the next round. But you got to at least start trying to take a couple more threes because you're going to need to have a little bit more like preparation if you're going to be playing against the, uh, the the Celtics of the 76ers because they're going to be you know shooting 25 plus they're going to be going ham on the, the, the from beyond the arc and Absolutely. eventually just like we said you're not going to be able to catch up to them because the three is worth more than two that's what I learned in my math class uh, that's is that right? the uh, that's all I can bring to you Jordan but uh, <laughs> we're gonna keep a close eye on this uh, this defensive slugfest and see who's gonna be able to uh, pull ahead will the heat get the three one lead and uh, run away with it or can the Knicks uh, even things up on the road but uh, yeah. it, it could go either way we'll wait and see the the last and final game that we're gonna be recapping here bit of a, I was actually gonna take I was gonna put this one on before the uh, the Knicks and the heat and even though both games were kind of blowouts this one was just this was a boring blowout. This was, uh, you know, <laughs> after the second quarter, this game was a wrap. Uh, you know, yeah. the the Warriors came out, uh, you know, a little bit, a uh, little bit uh, nice in the first quarter, but after that, they were just ice cold. The the Splash Brothers had to cool off at some point. I mean, Steph and Clay had been, uh, you know, pretty rock solid throughout the whole playoff so far. Uh, yeah. Jordan Poole, holy shit, uh, you're really getting roasted on Twitter, <laughs> roasted on the court. Uh, this guy will, this guy's really not living up to that contract. No, mm-hmm. that, 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 that this is that's all you can say. This entire roster for the Warriors, nobody was able to step up. No one was able to get yeah. caught. Uh, yeah. You know, the, and on the other side, who else but Anthony Davis? Twenty five points and thirteen rebounds. 
proving proving that this series will be predicated it will be decided and it will mm-hmm. be lost and won on the play of Anthony Davis which yep. is the scariest fucking thing for any Lakers fan <laughs> to have to rely on because you never know what you're going to get with this guy the box Mr. Box at Chocolates yep. Anthony Davis can be amazing like this 25 and 13 you know he gets three steals and four blocks like he was he was unbelievable. the best player best player on the Seven court for by 10. far unbelievable yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing game. Uh, you know, D'Lo had one of his better games in the playoffs, and obviously the Kings still 21-8-8. Eight eight. But yep. Anthony Davis really is a deciding factor in this game. How well he's able to dominate down low, how well he's able to now adjust to the Jamichael Green, uh, you know, the stretching the floor of the the Warriors, which they really did a great job on this time. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to rely on Jamichael Green to hit his jump shots when, you know, he's uh, he's Jamichael Green. No offense to him. I mean, he's a solid <laughs> NBA player, but, I mean, he probably should be yep. coming off the bench for uh, a team worse than the Warriors. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, this is uh, this has got to be concerning for the Warriors because they're not like this. This, this was, I think this was like their adjustment. I know Steve Kerr's a, a gifted basketball mind, and he's gonna you know probably come cooking something up for Game Four. But if it, again, this was their this was their big change. Like I think this is what he was expecting would be able to throw the the Lakers off, and uh, you know obviously this game's also kind of coming down to the the Warriors' offense just not hitting on any cylinder. They're not uh, not not heating up at all. And yeah. they're definitely going to catch back up. But now that you're down a game, I'm really, really worried about the Lakers' chances here, especially now you have to play one more game in Los Angeles. Uh, Anthony Davis is hot. Nobody's uh, looking hurt or banged up for the, the Lakers. Like, I think that the Lakers are going to go up 3-1. I think this is going to be a, a a tough uphill battle now for the Warriors to climb because there's really nothing they can do to stop Anthony Davis. Uh, the only one who's going to stop Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah, or or the floor, or his shoe, yes, or yeah, you know, somebody's yeah. ankle. But th- yeah, that wouldn't that be funny? A bright, though, if, a bright f- camera flash. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so oh, funny. You just separated oh, retina. Falls down, smashes his head. He's yeah. just out forever. Uh, yeah, I could. I mean, that, that that it'll happen eventually. I mean, it, there's only a finite amount of weird injuries a guy can have, and he he's, he's not going to stop. So you know, I, believe, uh, I think that the we'll end of his career, he'll end up retiring. Someone the he'll get the Space Jam monster. Someone will take his talents, and that'll be <laughs> yes. it for good. That'll be the ultimate think, injury that he never comes back from. No, but I think that's what happens to him every other game. Like maybe he has a mm-hmm. nightmare that it's happened, and then it's yeah. like it's like yeah. uh, it's, it's just in his mind, and then it comes up. Then the Bron, next night, Bron, you you have to take on the monsters <laughs> in Space Jam Three, man. They took my powers. And then the next night, Tom you Mike. know, they come back and they uh, they re sort of give it to him, and then he's like, okay, I can play again, like um, because yeah, I yeah, do so not. They I, just they stage it. Okay, here's this ball, AD. Grab the ball. <laughs> magical powers. Are you sure, guys? I'm a little scared. <laughs> Oh my God, Anthony! I mean, yeah, but you know, credit to him. Like we said, every other every other Davis or whatever, you know, twenty five and thirteen. He did exactly what he needed to do. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't that be hilarious if the if LeBron goes up three one on Steph, uh, and then we see we see what happens from there? Because don't uh, say it. He he he'd want revenge, I think, uh, uh, Steph Curry. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. For sure. I mean, that the, he'd have to he'd have to have the LeBron James and Anthony Davis tombstones, uh, yes, tombstone yes. cookies. Very cool. And I, 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 I want to see Steph, you know, with the headphones and the glasses, just sitting there, like in his press yeah. conference, being asked about <laughs> it. I want everything reversed. That'd be awesome. Um, but, like, yeah, AD and LeBron had great games. Like, a, everyone's going to talk about AD, and AD was the more important guy. But like, twenty-one, eight and eight from LeBron on efficient shooting. He actually hit efficiently from everywhere, yeah, yeah. from three, from the free throw line, and from the field, which is not uh, the most, you know, counting upon thing if you're LeBron. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, 
those guys had incredible games, especially in that third quarter, you know, when they kind of pulled away. But also for 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 the Warriors, an, another reason why you want AD to be aggressive is Draymond Green got in foul trouble early on. And then he was really a non-factor. He wasn't able to play, uh, you know, in, in the crucial moments when this game started to turn. Uh, had five fouls uh, by the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken, in this one. Um, mm-hmm. And only played 23 minutes. Um, and, and, like... After that, they've got no other bigs that they can go to. I mean, you you want you want to say you can throw in Looney, um, but you know he's he's he was apparently feeling a little bit sick. I don't know if he's a hundred percent, a hundred percent right now. But you know yeah. he he and again when Anthony Davis is on, he shouldn't really have a problem with Looney. Like he can out he can out uh, you know in, in terms of size, physicality, length, all that stuff. He's he can faster out, too. Like even just, if he took him on like the if he takes him from the elbow, he could get him with a jab yeah. step and blow by. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Like in many ways, it's easier to go up against him than it is against, uh, against a guy like Draymond, who's just sort of got a thicker center of gravity, can get up under you and it just kind of annoy you. Um, and so, yeah, once 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 Draymond became kind of a non-factor, and not to mention Steph and Clay need Draymond on offense to to get mm-hmm. their good looks. Like they 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 need that little you know the split action, you know, kicking it to, to Draymond who can play, you know, the little four on three behind the play or whatever, like all, all the classic stuff they like to do. It's not as easy. It, you know, pe- people think Steph can just dribble up and just walk into whatever shot he wants. Sometimes he can, but a lot of times, you know, for, for, for the healthy offense, you know, and, and, and what actually makes them hard to deal with is you've got clay looming and you've got Steph, obviously, with the ball in his hands. But then you've got Draymond, who just knows exactly where these guys are going to be, knows exactly how to set the screen, at what angle, all this stuff. So w- with him out there, they just kind of fe- – without him out there, they just kind of fell apart. And yeah, and, and it just didn't look like a game where Steph said, all right, you know, I, I, I have it in me to go and just fully take over here and, and keep us in it. And, and kind of like how Anthony Davis is up and down, Clay Thompson, you don't – necessarily know what you're going to get from him every other game and yeah and I, I there's been this whole stink on the internet of people being too picky about clay thompson and be like of course he's going to be bad when he comes back uh, or, or he's not going to be the same no and I'm this like, is bullshit yeah well first of all it's been a long amount of time and i'm not criticizing clay like what do you want me to say oh yo 15 and 7 is great like clay, yeah. like it's just uh, yes i understand obviously still, that he's he not going to be the paid, same guy still gets paid like a superstar you gotta <laughs> exactly. play like a superstar i don't give a shit Yes, and and I'm not taking anything away. He did last year. He was a big part of the team that won the NBA championship. I know everyone's like trying to be like, oh, take it easy on Clay. Like Clay's got it unfairly in the media or whatever. You know, he was upset about what what uh, Charles Barkley said about him or whatever. And it's like it's not it's not about that. But you just have to look at actually what's happening. The fact I can't that this guy people can people get mad about Charles Barkley's shit. Like I know. no, I mean, no, no don't take this guy fucking seriously. It's hilarious. <laughs> I know, but like this is this is the Clay experience, kind of like it is you know the AD or the James Harden experience. It's just it's how it is that he's gonna you know he's gonna go off for a thirty or whatever he scored in game two and yep. and only have half of that in 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 game three and obviously the Lakers kind of adjusted their defense was much better on the three point shooters of the Warriors this game like they they came out um, and and that is the game plan I mean what did I say I mean go back to our last episode uh, you know I'll pump my or I'll, I'll, I'll honk my horn it's my birthday. Uh, <laughs> I said the the Lakers actually I want a little birthday horn but the Lakers need to just get back to what they did playing you know 
getting into the paint, uh, dominating that area of, of the court, which Anthony yeah. Davis did again, and then just getting back to being good and, and tough defensively. They, they just they just kind of gave up defensively in game two. Mm-hmm. They were just letting the Warriors kind of run around. And like I said, it's kind of smoke and mirrors. You know, the, the, the Warriors got all this speed and, you know, moving around. But you can, you can lock in on these guys. They're not the old Warriors. They don't have Kevin Durant. Um, you know, they, and especially, as I said, if you don't you have Draymond Green. This is pretty close. They do have Andrew, but he, he didn't have the greatest game. Um, but, you know. Second they, best player, I'd say. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I would give it to him. Um, but Andrew Wiggins, he, even he, I mean, he actually had a good game. Uh, I'm, I'm he, uh, even I, shooting I'll the ball. This, he had a pretty. I good do game. think he. I, I. I was expecting more from him defensively. I'll give him that. I'll yes, say that, that he definitely that's needs. The problem. He, he still needs to be. Points. Yeah, he still much. needs to be that X factor. Uh, you know, LeBron hasn't really been hindered by him. Uh, AD no. is not really getting matched up with him at any points, which I actually think you know maybe give Wiggins a crack at it. Uh, if you can Why get not? him out, out switched out there on the elbow, and then maybe you. Uh, play like a soft defense uh, if he starts getting by you you just kind of step up i think you could run a zone against the lakers i don't know why they haven't tried running more zone absolutely teams, teams have run the zone against the lakers to success in the regular season uh, yeah. i mean if you like i i really do think if you want to let lebron take a bunch of jump shots and have austin reeves and d'lo beat you then i mean go ahead i think that that's a fair way to go about it i think that yep. the, the the warriors have the personnel that could work in a, a zone defense kind of covers up a lot of their uh, weak defenders like steph uh, I, I think that, you know, maybe, uh, Steve Kerr, that's your last wrinkle you throw into the fold here to, to see what you can do. But uh, I, I, if you do this, if game uh, game four rolls around and we're, we're watching Crypto.com Arena and I see a zone defense rollout, I want the post-game press conference, Steve. You better fucking, you better say it. Big Dog yeah. Ball Talk brought you here, and uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to bring you to the finals if you keep uh, playing Wiggins 40 minutes a game. Uh, that's I, want, what we need. I, want, I want the Warriors to, because uh, they, they were mad at uh, Steve, uh, Oh my god, I've forgotten his name. Who just got fired by the Raptors? Uh, I, I've already forgotten. Oh, Nick Nicky Nurse. Nurse. Uh, Fucking I, loser. I've cast him out of my brain already. But uh, <laughs> Warriors were so mad when Nick Nurse, you know, threw out the yeah. box and won. I want the uh, the Warriors to throw out a triangle and two against the mm-hmm. the Lakers. Just put two guys on uh, someone on AD and someone on LeBron, and then just uh, work that triangle, baby. Uh, yeah, why not? It. Well, uh, everybody, we want you to work your uh, Twitter fingers. Following us at Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, give not us a follow. Your trigger fingers, Violence not is your bad. trigger fingers. Yeah, we don't Twitter want fingers. we don't want the smoke. Uh, put the guns down. Put them fists up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Uh, it's Big Dog Ball Talk. We do want you to go support us. We need it. TikTok, Instagram, people, Facebook, Matt. I've been getting, Twitter. I've been getting, I've been getting notifications that people are looking at our Facebook page. There's nothing mm. on our Facebook page, but I appreciate it, guys. Keep going. Maybe I'll post there. Uh, there we just go. for fun. For, for just, just for thanks y'all. for looking. Thanks for yeah. looking. Yeah. Thanks for window shopping, Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, <laughs> but uh, seriously, we do we we appreciate all the support, the downloads. Uh, you know, everything is uh, is going well. Uh, keep shouting us out, uh, social media, friends, family, word of mouth, whatever you want to do. Uh, you know, anything is uh, always appreciated. So this has been Big Dog Ball Talk. We're gonna be back on Friday. Who knows? Maybe some series will be wrapped up. I don't know. It's gonna be uh, it's, anything's be possible coming into here. So uh, we'll, we'll be back on Friday, recapping each series, and you know. Potentially talking about a team who will be uh, merging into the conference finals, but this has been Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel, Big Dog Ball Talk. And as my good friend, the birthday boy, Jordan Flegel, yeah. always says. Um, Matt, with permission, it's my birthday. It's a question. Can I ask a question to uh, everyone? Sure, listening? why not? Yeah, you, you, you ask a lot of fucking questions. I'll tell you that. Where, where do a group of, I don't know, f- I don't know, six, I, I don't know exactly how many it's going to be, uh, Men in in their mid to late twenties now um, 
go out in Toronto because we, mm. I, I mean, we're running out. We're the, not. We're too old. The Maddie boys. just seems like I, I, I've, I've, I've burnt my bridges there. All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think and, you did and, that a while ago. And first of all, yeah, we're we're talking about a pub uh, in Toronto that's frequented by a lot of. Uh, you know, people from 18 to 22. It just feels we, we can't go there anymore. Um, so yeah, I am actually isolating our our, our audience to to just Toronto mm-hmm. people as of right now. Yeah. I feel bad about that, but I don't know. Go or on people Google. People who have been to Toronto. Yeah, maybe they'll know. They'll, they'll know more than me. I mean, I live here, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. So just you know, get, let us know because because uh, we're gonna be hitting the town, and uh, I don't know. I I need to know, uh, you know, where it's not gonna be weird. You know, Matt. Mm-hmm. No, that would be good, man. Uh, maybe we could just go hang out in the Eaton Center food court, watch a couple fights. It'd be good. Sounds good. Or do real old stuff. You know, go do a whiskey tasting, something like that. I mean, are we there yet? Where are we at? We're almost there. 